Hey everybody, it's producer Michelle and I'm back! Did you miss me? I am here, of course, with this week's recap of last night's episode of Game of Thrones. And if you don't like spoilers or language, then I suggest that you stop listening now. Now, I missed out on doing a recap of episode 4 because I was on vacation, but oh my freaking god, that was an awesome episode! Let's just call episode 4 the fire episode, because the only thing that you really need to know from that episode is basically Daenerys and Drogon decimated the Lannister army, and as Jaime Lannister rode towards Danny with the intent to kill her, as she was pulling out an arrow of Drogon's wing, Drogon turned and intended to roast the hell out of Jamie, but of course he was saved at the last minute by Bronn. But the episode left everybody wondering if Jamie was dead, since he was in the river loaded down with all of his armor. Now you figured he would sink, right? So let's just call this week's episode five the ice episode. Now, Jamie and Bronn are not dead, of course. They surface pretty far away from whence they fell into the river, which is pretty much unbelievable. But hey, Jamie Lannister can't ju- die just yet, right? Especially because he has to get back to Cersei to tell her basically, um, we're sort of screwed because if one dragon did all of that, what are three gar- dragons going to do? <laughs> now, we see the aftermath on the attack on the Lannister army. And Tyrion is walking through it all with a look on his face that basically screams, holy crap. This is real, and he looks a little bit sick about it all. Now, the survivors of that attack are brought in front of Danny, who tells them, hey, listen, I'm not bad. I'm not murdering just to murder. That's Cersei. So join me in bending the knee or die. <laughs> so a bunch of guys bend the knee, but some don't, and two of those who don't are Randall and Dick and Tarly, Sam's father and brother. Now, she gives them another chance, but they say, hey, we're never going to bend the knee to you. So guess what? They choose death. Now, Tyrion tries to talk Danny out of it, but she sticks to her guns. Danny, you know, she she's at this point, she's making her own decisions and trusting her gut. Now, Tyrion reminds her, hey, you're not going to make friends by beheading anybody. And she says, um, who said anything about beheading? So what's the method of death? Death by dragon fire, of course. Yep, Drogon burns the two of them alive. And I'm sort of okay with that because Sam's dad was a world-class dick. Now, later, Varys tells Tyrion he's got to get Danny to listen to him, but it looks like Danny is going with her gut, and I say, you go, girl. You make those decisions on your own. Do what you got to do. Now, what's interesting is that I don't, I don't know how Tyrion knew that J- Jamie was alive or how Bronn got in touch with Jamie so quick, but Bronn arranges this meeting between Tyrion and Jamie underground at King's Landing. Davos smuggles Tyrion in. And Jamie is not amused by this meeting because he's surprised by it. But Tyrion says, hey, listen, we have a bigger problem than Danny's quest for the throne, which, by the way, did you see those dragons? Danny's going to win. And Jamie pretty much agrees with that. The bigger problem is the army of the dead. And Tyrion says, hey, listen, we have a plan. We're going to catch a White Walker. I'm going to bring him to a meeting with Cersei so you guys can see we're telling the truth. Are you guys up for a meeting? And Jamie says, ah, okay, I'll, I'll bring it up. Meanwhile, Davos goes off on his own, and he ends up finding Gendry, Robert Baratheon's bastard son. Now, this is the guy that the Lannisters tried to kill because he was Baratheon, and and Robert Baratheon was on the throne. He would have had a claim to the throne. And it turns out that Gendry is now making weapons for the Lannisters 
awkward. And he's been hiding in plain sight right under their nose, but nobody recognizes him. So he heads off with Davos back to Dra- Dragonstone, him, him and Tyrion and Davos. They go all back. Now, here's how it went when Jamie got back and met with Cersei. Um, yeah, dragons, uh, fire, death. Uh, how many did we lose? A lot. So what now? Yeah, we're not going to win this. Uh, by the way, Lady Olana killed Joffrey. You see, I told you to make it painful. Yeah, sorry, I should have listened to you. Hey, by the way, I'm pregnant. Who are you going to say is the father? You? Okay. Uh, yeah, don't betray me ever again. Because she found out she knew about this meeting between Tyrion and Jaime. And she let it happen, which I'm sort of surprised by because she's pretty ruthless. But there's got to be a reason that she let it happen. So let's go back to Dragonstone. So when Danny gets back to Dragonstone with Drogon, she's obviously riding him. Drogon ends up face to face with Jon Snow. And it was awesome. Now you could tell that Jon was scared shitless, but the dragon smells him and he takes off his glove and he lets the dragon smell him. You know, you're supposed to do that with dogs too that you first meet. You're supposed to like let them smell you first. So the dragon smells him and calms down a little bit and Jon reaches out and pets him and Drogon lets him and he totally calms down. And you can see, like, Danny's going, what the fuck? Usually Drogon will torch anybody, but there's an obvious connection. Duh. Wonder why John is a Targaryen, people. Just like there was a connection with Tyrion when Tyrion released the dragons from the dungeon and they didn't torch him. Tyrion's a Targaryen, too. That is what I believe. And if you don't, go online and search the videos as to why they are Targaryens and you'll understand. Now, John and Danny are having this great conversation. And, you know, he, he tells her, hey, guess what? My sister, Arya, and my brother, Bran, they're still alive. And I thought they were dead. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm happy for you. But then they're interrupted by a visitor. And guess what? Sir, Sir Jorah is back. And Danny's totally happy about that. And you can tell Sir Jorah is totally in love with her. I just wonder where that's going to go. Because he's a lot older than she is. So let's go back now to Bran and the dead and the maesters. So I'm going to lump this all into one. So Bran has a vision of the huge army of the dead advancing on the wall and comes out of his vision and says, hey, we need to send ravens to everyone. Get the message out, people. And people are getting the messages, but some of them are brushing them off. Now, the maesters at the Citadel are especially jerk faces about it, dismissing it as BS, even after Sam tells them, hey, I've seen it myself. So Sam is fed up. He steals a bunch of books from the Citadel and he leaves with Gilly, who, by the way, found something really interesting when going through one of the old documents from the Citadel. She found a reference to an annulment for Rhaegar Targaryen so that he can remarry someone else. Now, we don't know much more about it because Sam interrupts her with a rant of what jerk faces the maesters were. But they're off. They're taken off from the Citadel and who knows where they're going. Now, Winterfell, Arya and Sansa are arguing over Sansa not standing up for Jon. And I think that's a pretty legitimate argument because she's just kind of letting everybody complain about John. And she's saying, well, I'm just kind of letting them blow off steam because if I don't, then they'll get angry. And Arya's not buying it. Meanwhile, Littlefinger is also being a sneaky asshole and Ariel wants to know why. But it looks like she fell for a note that Littlefinger planted in his room. Now, I think the goal here is to tear the sisters apart. Now, will somebody just please kill Littlefinger already? Okay, last moment of the show now jorah just returned to danny right now he's leaving again with Jon snow gendry and a bunch of others off to east watch to catch themselves a soldier from the army of the dead 
When they get there, they meet up with Tormund, the wildling, who says, hey, we caught a few guys who also wanted to go north of the wall. And guess who they caught? The Hound, Beric Don Darren, and the Red Priest Thoros of Myrrh. Now, all these guys have some problem with each other. Some really hate each other. But at the end of the episode, guess what? They're all banding together to go north of the wall to catch themselves a White Walker. Only two episodes left in this season, people. And man, it is getting good. I love it. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>